welcome back to another episode of the Big Picture Business Podcast. What's going on, guys? Happy you are here. And today we have a topic that Rory and I have been talking at nauseum about with our personal clients. So we have to cover this topic because obviously somewhere down the line of entrepreneurialism and business ownership, this just gets missed by a lot of people. So much so where I have a whole chapter about this in my book. So we're going to dive into talking about customer retention strategies. Yay. Hi, Rory. Hi. (laughs) And what you don't know (laughs) is that seven o'clock this morning, it's now like after four o'clock, I've been pretty much talking all day. It's one of the things about like running an online business and and stuff, right? You're like talking all day and then you have a podcast yeah. and you just got to talk some more. We're right? talking. More talking. <laughs> it's always fun talking with you though. So it's a win-win on the podcast side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally probably spent four hours talking about this today already. So, you know, uh, yesterday I was interviewed on a podcast and another podcast and was talking about this stuff. I was talking about it with clients, was talking about it with people in my bestseller method program, group coaching program earlier today. It's just like, it's so relevant. And we do talk about this stuff all the time, right? (laughs) So when Dominica is saying like, we're talking about this with our clients, yes, we are. And we're going to share some of those insights with you right now. Now. (laughs) <laughs> but really quick, before we like jump into the actual strategies, I, I have to say, I cannot stress this enough. Let this sink in. Okay. I cannot stress enough how expensive marketing can get if you are not retaining your existing customers. Okay. What does that mean exactly? Well, I mean, think about it this way. If you went to a restaurant, okay. All right, Roy, Roy and I like sushi. We go out to sushi sitting down, having a good time, enjoying our meal. The owner comes out, offers us a free edamame or offers us a free California roll. We're going to go back to that place every time because the customer service is stellar. That's a very small, very simple customer retention strategy. Didn't cost the owner very much. And the interaction that we had with the owner was awesome. In fact, when we both lived in Santa Cruz, this would happen all the time. Shout out to I Love Sushi. I really miss that place. The place is delicious. (laughs) So there's so many things like that, where if you just take a little bit of time to keep those customers coming back, rather than having to shell out lots of marketing money to get new customers and educate them. Oh my gosh. Like just keep the ones you have, keep them happy. Yeah. And there's actually been studies done. Okay. So to bring it to a practical standpoint is that studies have been done that it actually costs between nine and 10 times more to get a new customer than it does to sell a customer who already exists Mm -hmm. in your business. Mm -hmm. Now, also think about this, and this is why both of us have next to no advertising budget now for our businesses (laughs) is because once you have done the initial investment of advertising your business and you take care of your customers, what happens? Word of mouth. They start telling their friends and those friends start telling their friends and then everyone gets on Yelp (laughs) (laughs) and Google. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Depending on which type of business, right. And it just spreads. 
and you start reducing your advertising costs on the front end to get new customers Mm -hmm. and your current customers get your other customers for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's amazing. Then what else happens? Your current customers, because you provided such a great experience for them, they come back to you. That's right. And they want more. That's right. And hopefully you have a product or service where you can provide more. Okay. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Right. So if you don't have more, you should be paying attention. What are your customers asking for? Mm-hmm. And can is it something that you could provide and provide well? Okay. Now you don't want to just be everything to everybody. Okay. So, if, right. So it's like, if you design websites and someone's like, I need ads for my business. Well, maybe that is something that you could do. Okay. So think about that. It's like, you know, maybe, you know, or maybe, you know, someone that you could make a referral for and get a commission, right? Mm -hmm. Those are some ways of, of doing it. If you know, you, you understand what goes into a website, you understand advertising, they are intertwined. It's not that far apart. Okay. But if you design websites and someone's like, I need you to, you know, create a cookbook. Well, maybe that's not for you, right? Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe focus on something that's a little closer to your business model, right? Or let's say you design websites. What's the next step? Search engine optimization, mm-hmm. right? Another step that's closely related to websites. They're intertwined. Yep. Also though, right? I mean, Rory's basically letting you know all about my business model right now. I I design websites and I do advertising, but something else that I offer as a service, which I have noticed that the majority of my peers that do website design don't offer is the peace of mind monthly security updates. We're talking plugins. We're talking spam filters. I offer that every single month to my clients and I sign them up in like six months you know, time increments. So I know that at least that money is consistently coming in and they're consistently getting taken care of. It helps me do my job more efficiently and effectively for the client because they're not coming back to me six months later and they're like, oh my gosh, we have gotten hacked and spam and all this stuff. So if you're thinking about service-based businesses, how can you help yourself out in the long run while you're helping out the customer? Think about like an auto shop. They send you reminders like every six months, hey, oil change. They know like if you're their customer, they're going to send you a notification to come back and maybe they'll give you a 15% off coupon or whatever. But incentives are also a really big part of their customer retention strategies. Right, Rory? Yeah. So yeah, especially if you don't have, if you have something that is that you're not able to lock someone into, that's where the incentives come in. Yeah. If that's part of your business model. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to be able to get someone back in. We'll offer an incentive to get them back in, come back yeah. to that next level with you. But always be thinking, well, what could I put together mm-hmm. that could be some type of monthly or quarterly or yearly thing that we could provide that makes it easier for our clients to to get this uh, service done? Now, I'll, I'll put it into a non-online business because you were just talking about car business, but let's talk about like uh, a carpet cleaner. Okay. Now, most carpet cleaners, what do they do? They go to your house, they clean your carpets, and then 
they say, hey, next time you need your carpet cleaned, call me, right? Well, what ends up happening? You forget you, about you the forget, company. or you take too long to get your carpets cleaned, and it's two years later or whatever, right? It's like, or you call another carpet cleaner, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you came up with a package that said, "Look, you know, I know you are going to want your carpets cleaned again. You know, we we determined that you waited too long this last time. You're filthy, <laughs> right? And you weren't happy with that situation. Yeah." Wouldn't it make more sense if we just set you up on a every six month plan? We just come out, we handle it for you, have it automatically scheduled, and we'll give you a 25% discount for doing that. You're going to be telling all your friends. That's for sure. Yeah. So not only do you save money, it's easy, it's convenient, but, and and it's not that like carpet cleaning is super expensive, but it's still, I mean, a 25% off like a four or $500 job. I mean, that still adds up. You're like, I could save a hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. you, you think like that through and it's like, Oh, well the client's happy. You're happy as the business owner, because you've got that consistent business set up and you go out and you set up like 10, 15 houses like that contracts like that, you know, that business is coming in. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you're not scrambling every single day to get new business in working smarter, not harder. Right. And then that expands and that comes 20, 30, 50. Right. And then pretty soon it's all just people who are on contract. Yeah. And you just go from contract to contract. Then you can, at that point, you can say, if you want to expand and bring more people on to bring it because maybe you still have your advertising going. Maybe you still have leads coming in, but you can't handle them anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, then you can make the determination of, I need to bring on some more people to handle those. Right. And that's how your business grows and it expands. And then it becomes a cycle of growing your business. Right. Mm -hmm. Take it even one step further with that same thought and model idea of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, getting them on a schedule, get them on a schedule, but then also say, Hey, tell a friend, if that friend signs up with us, we'll knock off an additional 10% the next time we clean your carpets. Then yeah. it's like more. And I mean, it's just, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many like of these little things you can do. Right. And there's ways to get reviews and, and testimonials and stuff when you need them. Mm-hmm. But like, this is thinking strategically about your business and getting out of the mindset of just one and done. Right. Right. We're wanting to make sure that you're taking care of your customers. And I like, I've seriously been talking about this all week. I I was talking about this this morning with my students where I was talking uh, about how it's so important in the online world to create courses where you're actually supporting people in getting the information that you're teaching implemented mm-hmm. because pretty much no one is doing that. The whole online world is built around, I'm going to sell you information and have at it. That information is going to make you money or it's going to make you rich or whatever, but you're on your own. You go figure it out. 
you get no feedback to know if you're doing the right thing, right? You have no idea if you're implementing it correctly. You have no support to even tell you like, Hey, you know, did I even remember to open the program? <laughs> I know it's, it's like pushing out a baby bird out of the nest and then tearing down the nest being like, good luck. It's just like, what? There's no yeah. support. Yeah. Imagine like if you showed up at like a college class and the professor walked in and said, okay, here's your textbook. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm too busy. Sorry. You can reach out to my support team. That really doesn't exist. So good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the, a very harsh reality and not everything is like that, but so, so many are. So yes, to your, to your point, Rory, of equipping your students with that knowledge of build really value, not just valuable content, but then the follow-up, right? The follow-up, show your appreciation to your customers who have, you know, used their hard-earned dollars to actually engage with whatever it is that you're teaching, you know, and make it personal somehow. Let them know you care. Oh my gosh, you guys, Rory, before we hit record, showed me this video of this incredibly kind man who started crying when he was giving, I don't even think it was supposed to be a testimonial. It was just this guy just saying, Hey, Rory, thank you for everything that you do because Rory makes what he does personal. It matters. Rory has hundreds and hundreds of students every single day that he's talking to about fulfilling whatever they want to do with their books. It's incredible. So, but why is that so successful? Because you've made it personal. When I was running Lovebird Chocolates, I, every single time an order would come through, I would hand write a thank you note that mattered and customers would come back. And I would also include a percentage off their next order or free shipping, or I would include an additional treat that they might like based on what they've already ordered, right? So that personal touch really, really matters. Every single time I've ever ordered something and it came with a personal handwritten note. Last one, by the way, shout out to Eric Scott Smith for starting an incredible company called Scavenger. Very cool company that gives a portion of all the proceeds back to inner city arts. Such a cool company. But I ordered a shirt from him. Super cool design. And he, he took the time to hand write me a note. Dang. I mean, this guy's getting like thousands of orders just all night writing notes, you know, that matters, especially in the early stages. Yeah. So, and I used to do that with my record label. That's right. Every order that came in, we had handwritten notes and we would also sent the notes and cranes. We did that with forever yours, right? Mm -hmm. We added like paper cranes. Yeah. And then, cause we, we modeled some of that stuff. Cause I had all the stuff left over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we put awesome. the paper cranes and then also with the record label, because it was environmental based idea around the record label, we gave 10% of all sales to charity, which this was way before anyone else online was doing this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like now a lot of companies do, do it either because they feel like, oh, like a company should just do it or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's expected, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but like, that was like part of our business model. Like we were really cared about the environment and wanting to donate back, you know, back to, to the, the world. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. 
I remember that's something you brought up on the episode with Francesca Duval, Alchemist Farm. Mm-hmm. Lead from your heart, I think was the name of that episode. But you mentioned that about the Gaia Project, and I didn't know that about you. You'd think I'd know everything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's very cool. I do wonder sometimes with companies that give a percentage back to something else, it's just like, well, were they told to do that by their CPA? Look, right. you got a chunk of change here, pick something, you know? <laughs> or is it, you know, to me, it's always more impressive when I know that someone's just getting started and they just decided right off the top, we're going to take this percentage and, and gift it, not give it, they're gifting it to something they really believe in. Yeah, Support we, didn't all have those the, we didn't have the money to be doing it, right? We just decided that was, that was part of our way of doing business. From day one. From day one. And I have always been of the school of thought that the more you give away, whether it's money or information, valuable content, your time, you're going to get it back tenfold. I mean, every single time I've ever done that, it just comes back. So it's nice to be in that place in business too, when you can look at your CPA and be like, so what do I got to give away? But it's also sweet to do it from a place knowing that you started doing that from the beginning. So highly recommend picking something you really feel strongly about or starting your own, whatever, but set aside a percentage because even customers that will see that, that means a lot. Again, you're adding that personal touch. I know you, you and I, Rory, for forever yours, we gifted money to write love on her arms, which is all about suicide prevention, right? Because that was our whole platform back then. So Pick something. It's my point. Research. There's a lot of really cool companies out there that are doing awesome, awesome nonprofit things. Anyways, back to customer retention strategies. (laughs) So we've talked about showing your appreciation. Another part of that though, is really knowing your buyers, right? So if I'm selling a product, let's say on Amazon and I never have any face-to-face, well, I mean, let's say I'm selling like a kid's toy. Then I probably want to include a discount or a coupon for an additional kid's toy inside of that Amazon seller's space, right? I'm not going to include a coupon for, you know, a haircut place down the street. It's not going to make any sense. So know your buyers, know what they're most likely going to purchase next. If you have a product that you're selling that's age specific, like I buy a lot of stuff for my toddler. Well, toddler, you know, soon to start preschool, send something school related, something educational, like be, be knowing your buyers at every step. And it's not hard to get that information. You know, all, all in the ways that you, you title things online, the way, yeah, just the the descriptions of certain things, you can gather a lot of information based on buyer history. I mean, even asking people during the checkout process, is this a gift? You know, is this for family member or whatever? I got an email, kind of sad. It was was sad, sad and sweet at the same time. I got an email from Pro Flowers because it was my grandmother's birthday. My grandmother passed away and they said, are you ready to send flowers to Grammy? I was like, Oh, so I ordered them anyway and sent them to myself, celebrated her, you know, just why not? But the fact that they, they have it in their system to remind me, Hey, it's your grandma's birthday. You know, just again, you can set things up in an automated way that seems and feels personal. So don't feel like you have to stay up all night. Remembering uncle Joe's sister's cousin's birthday. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So automations are important too. <laughs> right. And yeah, and you don't need to hire people to do all of that stuff. I yeah. mean, no. you can, but there are systems that you can t- tap into to mm-hmm. do yeah. all that. 
and I know that we've talked about this in a previous episode without getting technical and in the weeds about it, but Rory and I, we use active campaign to help with some of those things. Like we can set up certain triggers inside of our automated emails that feel totally personal to remind people who have purchased something from us. Hey, how's it going? You know, you bought this thing, maybe you have an interest in this or whatever, right? Like when people sign up to get my book, then, you know, a month later, hopefully they've read it. And then the email is triggered to where then I can offer a different service. And what's nice about active campaign is you can also track across your website. There's website tracking too. So if they take an action within on your website, so say they randomly go check out one of the products on your page, that can also trigger an email to them. So say they went and checked out a product on your page. Normally, what would happen? Because they didn't take an action on your page, nothing would happen. But because it's tied in with active campaign, you could then, if they didn't purchase, say, within 24 hours, you could always send them a coupon for 15% off or something. Yep, exactly. Or maybe there was something wrong with the cart. Who knows, right? And so it at least provides the opportunity. Hey, come back. We saw your. If there was something wrong with the cart, then that would be an abandoned cart most likely, and they would be in the system because they would have entered their info. So it would be another process, right? So there's all these different processes you can use, right? Right. So, <laughs> yep. which, which has, yeah. which has use saved, it to your advantage that that's it. Use it to your advantage and don't be lazy about it. Like I talk about, don't be a lazy marketer. Maybe you're not a marketer. You're just, just a business owner air quotes, but these things are so vital to the success of your, your company, especially online. Most things, whether you're just online or not, the transaction is done online. You know what I mean? In some capacity. So put these systems in place. And, yeah. Or get help. Yeah, yeah. Or get help. Shoot, reach out to one of us. We'll help you. <laughs> reach well, out to have, us so we can put time. the team. Yeah, the team yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Part of me really does miss those days of just like the onesie twosie hustles, you know, for a couple thousand dollars. Those were real, <laughs> those were sweet days, you know. And now it's like these big projects that I have to be so focused on, which I love to do. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. But part of me misses the early days, you know. Yeah, I mean, as your business grows and. Th- as you take on higher level clients and you take on mm-hmm. higher price clients, sometimes the stress level grows too, because there's more yeah. expectation, right? Well, yeah. That's why we did the mental health episode. Burnout is a very real thing. That's a whole other episode. But anyways, back, back to retention. Yeah, back to go retention. check out that episode if you want to see Dominica burning out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's not a great plug for our podcast, is it? No, I did actually. So there was a few people that reached out to me from our podcast here that asked me, you know, Hey, are you ever going to just have something else with you? Are you going to have like female focused centered podcast? So I started a very small show called Tuesday tea with sweet D and the first episode is actually all about overcoming burnout. So really, if you want to hear that story, go check that out. Cause I, I get deep with it, but Roy doesn't want to hear that story 10,000 times. So we'll move on. <laughs> I got to say your, your cat in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. I know Miss Millie. (laughs) She's the best. I love her so much. Yeah. For those of you not watching on YouTube, I have this incredible Maine Coon. She's the coolest. She's just about three years old now. And she picked us. We moved here and she was just like hanging on the porch, but she, yeah, she's a hundred percent Maine Coon. She's She's just chilling. Yeah. That's her chair. Now it was Emma's. now, (laughs) Now it's Millie's. I know. She, she loves to be in here. She's learning something. Anyways, 
we digress. Okay. So we've got show your appreciation, know your buyers. Don't just sell something. You got to educate people. Y'all, this is important. We've talked about this on previous episodes. You really need to educate your people on what steps you want them to take. If something is not obvious, you're not going to retain those customers. Something as simple as like, I'm going to buy a t-shirt online. If the website is a mismatch and all over the place and it's not clear where you actually order or the payment processing is like, what is happening? I can't use a credit card. Nobody's going to be buying that. And on that note, before I forget, make sure your website has an SSL, a site secure lock. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, contact your webmaster, contact your web host and ask them, hey, do I have an SSL certificate on my website? And if the answer is no, no problem. It's like free for most hosts and get one on there. It's that little lock. It's the little lock in the upper left-hand corner of that search bar is everything. Because if I don't see a secured site, I am not putting my personal information on that website at all. And just from a search engine optimization standpoint, Google, as part of algorithm updates, will not rank sites that are not SSL compliant. That's right. Anymore. Yep. So, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot there. In so many ways. Yeah. If you don't have that, not going to rank, SEO is going to tank, waste of waste of effort and money and all that jazz. So it's amazing. It takes like 15 minutes at most to propagate for all the different cloud-based servers. If you have a cloud host, it's so simple. Well, yeah. And if if your hosting company is going to charge you an arm and a leg for a SSL certificate, change your hosting company. And come over to what we use, WPX. (laughs) And no. Hosting.com. WP, like yep. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes and yeah. know this episode was not brought to you by WPX hosting. We just love them. And I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely going to put an affiliate link in there for them. <laughs> <laughs> that money comes to us. So thank you. But truly like it's, it's the best host I've ever had. And I've used a lot of them. Yeah. Aren't you glad I introduced you to Oh them? my, it's such a, it's <laughs> dude, it's such a game changer. I used to wait on the phone all afternoon, no exaggeration, all afternoon to talk to somebody about Bluehost about some rant, like some random thing I needed. Like, why am I wasting my life? WPX, you hop right over there. I don't even have to look for the button. It just shows up and it's like, how can we help you? It's an actual person. Actual person, ready to go and just helps you. And most of the time just does what you need them to do. I know, I know. Like, oh, my website's not working. Oh, let me take a look. I'll fix it. Yeah, I know. Part of me feels like I'm not paying enough for this service, but I'm not going to say anything about that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember I'm not bashing Bluehost, but I remember with Bluehost, it used to be like, oh, I can't do that for you for liability reasons, but I can help walk you through it kind of. Yeah. WPX is like, whatever, let's take a quick backup of your site. Let's just get this done. Yeah. So click that affiliate link, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we also talk a lot about the power of social proof. I mean, if you guys don't know what that is yet, quick overview, Rory, go. These are testimonials. These are the things that people post online about you, good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. But you want them good, obviously. You want them (laughs) good. Yeah. But occasionally when there is like kind of a negative one, it's an opportunity for you to respond super authentically, not 
making sure that you're not being aggressive about it, but respond kind manner. And I have more often than not, if I read something from the owner of like a bad Yelp review or whatever, if the comment is written in a certain way, then I totally disregard that person's review. But if it's attacking, like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you're a terrible customer, then I'm not interested in what that owner has to say. But even if you are being reasonable and being nice, don't just copy and paste the same comment every time. Because yeah, no. I see that a lot of uh, times with people where they'll and they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had such a bad experience. I'd love to make it right. Please contact me at email address. No. But then it's like every single time something's wrong, mm-hmm. that's the same message. And it's like, that's not the way to handle it either. Correct. Because it's not personal. Yeah, take the time. Take the time yeah. to address exactly what happened. Use the name, use their first name or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Social now, social proof. Let's talk about this. Most people just allow the social proof to exist online, but I'm all about leverage, right? Yes, so- they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at mine just in, in the screen here. I've yeah. got, if, if you're watching, I've got my book, I've got the award, I've got my magazine. Like it's all right as you're watching. It's okay. She's there. There's, there's the everything. Credibility. All yeah. the credibility right there. Yeah. Yeah. And those little things matter. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't have those things because I don't have. You don't need them. them. <laughs> <laughs> Rory just has the guitars. He's good. <laughs> I do things differently. Yes. <laughs> right. But, but it's really important to take the reviews and the positive things that people say about you and then put it in places that people are going to find you. So we use this, for example, with book funnels. So a book funnel is a place where we drive traffic to, for someone to buy a book. So mm-hmm. it's a page that is designed to just go and purchase a book. You go to the page and you can just purchase the book. That's your only option. Okay. Wait, what do they do? Just purchase the book. <laughs> right. <Heard. laughs> but instead of sending them to Amazon, we have our own pages and there's specific reasons for that. But when you come to the page, you're driving them from an ad, right? So we're taking them to this page. Well, on this page, you're like, well, what reviews could I use? I just put my book out. Think about this, right? Maybe you haven't sent the book out to a bunch of people, but if you ran some review campaigns on Amazon, mm-hmm. people left you a bunch of reviews, screenshot the review, screenshot, yep. screenshot, and then just paste them all on that page where you're selling your book so that when people are going to that page to purchase your book, they just see all these screenshots Mm -hmm. of these Amazon reviews, but not only Amazon think about what about Facebook? What about Instagram? What about LinkedIn? Wherever people are leaving positive comments about you, about your book, about whatever your product is, you can utilize that and you can utilize it in multiple ways as many times as possible. Repurpose. Very well explained. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just got off a conversation before we started the podcast here of someone asking if they should just record the podcast and just have audio. And I was like, no, (laughs) how dare you even mention such a thing? I mean, look, if that's where you're at and you don't want to do anything video related, you're not comfortable being on camera. I get it. That's fine. Just focus on the audio. If that's what you want to do for the podcast, but you are comfortable. 
why not just repurpose the heck out of that? Working smarter, not harder. Well, you also got to realize that we live in a world now where so many things are video-based. So if you're not willing to be on video, it's going to be really hard to grow a business these days. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be on video, but you're going to have to have video. And that means you're either going to be on video like we are, and this is a learned skill. We were freaking horrible. Terrible. I would love to go go back and watch those. It's so bad. Right. But you learn how to, how to do it and, you know, just be well enough to get by. But if you're not willing to do that, then you're gonna have to invest money to have videos made. For me, I'll just get on camera and say a few things rather than invest a crap ton of money into some fancy production video. Well, and we've had clients that went down that route too. And even at the end, they weren't very happy with it because it, you know, it was just kind of canned feeling. Yeah. Being on camera, and we will have a whole episode about this, is very much a learned art. I love Sunny Leonard Doozy. She is really fun to watch. If you guys want some good tips, it's definitely one of those things where we're moving into that age. We've been in that age now for like at least two years. And then COVID, I think just like springboarded it forward. Like we're just all on video. We're all on camera. Yeah, I mean, if you're fine is. being on Zoom, then you're fine being on video. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. If you're fine doing, you know, pulling out your phone and video chatting, like you're fine being on video. You just have to accept that you're not an actor. You're not performing. Okay. This mm-hmm. isn't a performance. We're just having a conversation. Exactly. And D- Dominica and I are having a conversation right now with each other. But sometimes like when you're on video and we don't have someone else there, you're just having a conversation and you just have to treat it the same way. You just don't have anyone responding. Right. So, and you just get comfortable with that after a while. Right. I, I've, <laughs> to this day, I still do a couple of takes where I'm just laughing at myself. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll trip up and say something dumb or whatever. So yeah, you, it's, you have to have mercy on yourself when you're doing video work and thank God for editing. That's the other piece. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need crazy editing. That's the other thing. Yeah. And don't, right? and don't do it, but yeah, don't like, yeah. don't be at like spinning things and like crazy crossfades and like, you know, you know, lasers coming in. Like you don't need that stuff. Just like a hard cut, like. From here to here, here to here, get your your content done because you just, a lot of times you just need to get something out and you need to connect with people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, and a lot of times that raw content, that raw emotion is going to connect more than like crazy fancy produced stuff. Oh my gosh. I think just people will see that by watching the podcast. It's not super <laughs> fancy. Yet we still continue to get the downloads and the views. So thank you all for taking the time to watch and download and listen to our jib jab. Jib jab. That's good. (laughs) Okay. So real quick about retention strategies, the quick hard cut that you're talking about when it comes to video. And you guys will see this sometimes in our videos or probably see it right here. When you get those quick cuts, it keeps things moving forward for the person watching too. It's like, it's just that much more of like, oh, something's new. Something's new. I think you shared that with me, Rory, like a long time ago, that those quick cuts, there's something about it that just keeps the brain engaged. Some science, some nerdy speak. Yeah. And it just, it's become a style also online too. And the more people have done it, the more people have 
it's gone into our consciousness. And part of it also is because of action movies. They're cut so quick, right? Everything is just moving so fast that we're just used to like quick cuts. Things don't like, like slowly fade. Like you look at movies that were made like in the eighties, they like sometimes have those like slow fade into other parts, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't see that anymore. That's very true. Wow. The times. Yeah. They are a changing. <laughs> okay. So, so we talked about social proof a little bit. Something that I learned to do really well when I was working at AJ Auto Detailing in the Bay Area, like the premier auto detailer, they do incredible work there. We made sure to reward the most loyal customers. I mean, we had customers who would come back. I'm not kidding you. Every single day. We're talking the people that had like the Maseratis and the Ferraris and I mean, really, really, really nice cars. They'd come back every day if there was like a speck of dirt on the hood, right? And we'd clean it up, make it nice for them, but we would always reward them with something to make sure that they knew that, hey, because you've been so loyal, you've brought us a lot of clients. We're going to go ahead and and you know, this one's on us or whatever, you know. So make sure that those people actually are aware how much you truly value them. Value every customer, of course. But the ones that are very loyal, make sure that they know they're they're part of the family. You know, what did I mean? they have like a VIP black label service or something like that where it's yeah. like unlimited, you can just come in whenever you want? Yes. Yep. I created that when I stepped into that role. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> Point is reward your loyal customers. And then something else that I've had to do in my business with Lover Chocolates was putting aside my pride. So when I came out with a new recipe for Lovebird Chocolates, the, the company started out as this vegan and raw health food company, right? And when I put it out, it didn't perform very well. I'm like, what? Like it's delicious to me just because I find it delicious. Well, and to you, right. But just because we find it delicious doesn't mean it's going to be like this huge, big thing. I mean, Whole Foods liked it enough to put it in their stores, but but it was a very niche, small specialty grocer type of product, right? And we wanted to go bigger than that. So I asked, I swallowed my pride and I asked my customers, what do you want to see from Love for Chocolates? What do you really want? And the answer was very simple. They want butter and they want sugar. They did not want the healthy chocolate. So we still kept making the healthy side of chocolate for those folks, but then I expanded the line to really rich, delicious caramels, which did very well. We did. They're very good. I know. I got to whip up a batch one of these days just for us. It'd be fun. And all, all kinds of different things that really just, you know, the all encompassing butter, sugar, what do you want to get on Valentine's Day kind of chocolate. And it did so well that I ended up selling the company and moving on. So when you ask what people want, just, you know, accept it, accept it and go, okay, try it. See if it works for you. Not every suggestion, obviously, is going to be a winner. But if something is not working or you're getting like a, meh kind of response. You got to ask why. Oh, there's so much more that we could really get into this, but I hope that you guys have gathered a lot of value just from what we're talking about here. The point being is just be thinking bigger picture. And on that note, I think that's it for this episode. Rory, any final thoughts? Just remember, I mean, there's a lot of information, right? So got to breathe. Okay. So take it in, implement what you can. And then just think about how are you serving people? How are you helping them get the result that they're looking to get? If you go in with that intention, 
then your business will grow. High five, virtual high five. Bam. That's 10. (laughs) (laughs) Math is not my strong suit. I think we know that. Virtual high 10. Bam. Okay. (laughs) On that note, guys, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.